When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Tomorrow, Monday, uh, we're taking off for Memorial Day. That would be the morning show as well as Motorcycle Madhouse, the second half. Everybody has heard about this. Mike, Marco, and myself were actually doing live coverage of the event of New Mexico and not good at all for anybody. I know there's been updates from Marco and Black Dragon as well. So I won't bore you with a lot more details. Yes, we found out that it was the Water Dogs and the Banditos. And one thing that really gets me about people is when you're doing a live stream and you're reading the comments from people, they automatically assume it's coming from you. We're just interacting with the audience. No, and we said it a million times, we didn't know who was involved. It was the comment section that we were reading that was putting out suggestions. So it's like, man, just watch the whole damn video or something before you make a comment. But it is coming out that the Water Dogs and the Banditos were the ones involved in this. And it is a sticky situation out there. The cops ain't too damn happy. The townspeople ain't too happy. The mayor isn't too happy. And that isn't good for clubs. Not at all. And you know what? I've always been the first one to say it's only individuals within the club that make things hard but how long am i going to be able to use that one just think about it. how long am i going to be able to use with that one i was watching uh, marco's and black dragons uh video and one thing that did come up was these smaller clubs are just tired of these dominants trying to push them around bully them whatever you know you say it isn't like it used to be people just don't deal with that anymore so i have to ask myself why the hell don't the dominance just leave this smaller clubs alone wouldn't it be easier wouldn't it be easier and better for the membership where they're not getting killed they're not getting arrested serving time in prison numbers dropping if the big clubs just left the smaller clubs alone because the cat's out of the bag. There's all these clubs all over the place. How are you going to try to regulate them? Tradition is gone. You know, I know the MC protocol channels are out there. They're trying to keep up with it. But let's be honest. It's not that way anymore. People don't care about the tradition. People don't care about protocols they just want to ride their motorcycles be free like it was supposed to be and now you have a major incident 
at a rally that has really pissed off the local cops. Hell, you had this one cop uh, giving a press conference that said, one mile an hour over, we're busting you. If you're in a patch, we're busting you. And I know all the club members are going to come back and say, hey, they're picking on it. I don't know, man, if that could be used anymore. Don't you think you got to look yourself in the mirror how much money that was lost on the businesses part? There were people trying to have a good time and came in on this stuff. I don't even know if that rally will take place next year, and if it does, they'll probably say no colors. It's just, I think the citizens are tired of it. I think those that are in smaller clubs are tired of it. And let's be honest, a lot of the major clubs have become just like the AMA. The reason they split off the AMA was because they didn't want to abide by their rules. And now it's become full circle, if you will, where the clubs are acting just like the AMA. So what's that say? You know, you got a lot more people that have came into the motorcycle scene than ever before. And people say, well, the government's going to kill clubs. No, they ain't. The clubs are going to do it because clubs are going to lose so many members that they're going to cease to exist. A lot of, you know, I've seen some Donnas. They used to have 25, 30 guys in a club. Now they're down to six to 10. That's because nobody wants to be around them. Nobody wants to be involved in that kind of nonsense anymore. I don't know what's so hard to understand about something like that. People don't want it. And like I've said, because you'll see these comments, uh, live by the sword, die by the sword, or, you know, uh, everybody's a one percenter until they have to do one percenter shit. Nobody signs up for that, man. And that's usually the morons that are going around that probably don't even own a bike. Or if they do, they want to be something so bad it's unreal and they want this image. So they look cool when they say it. Let's be honest. Those are the type of people that do it. And it is something sad. And I know a lot of people are going to get pissed at BD for what he said, but you got to agree with them. This is nonsense. We're already having, we already got a Democratic administration that wants to take away our guns. And something like this keeps letting it happen. They will cherry pick anything they can use to take your guns away. I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment, and this right here is BS. And if it's true, because I, you know what, I don't believe everything the news is saying, but if it is true that this was over a picture being taken by the other club with somebody else, somebody didn't like, how freaking childish can you get? People are dead over that. And you want us to come back and say, well, it's a motorcycle club. Not a gang. Shut up with that, stupid. Come on, over a picture. And I think you're seeing a lot of creators say, oh, wait a second here. 
we better start being more balanced in our approach of doing this kind of stuff. Because let's admit it, independents, they outnumber everybody and they're a big part of this scene. And maybe we have to show their side as well. A lot of independents are sick and tired of this stuff. They go and spend thousands of dollars to go to a rally and next thing some stuff like this happens. Could you imagine being an independent coming down from Minnesota to New Mexico, have a good weekend with your old lady, and next thing you know, cops are every damn where, people were shot. I'd be pissed off too if I was them. And that's why you see a lot of independents that are turning against MCs. You know, I I had blinders on when it came to this kind of stuff. Where, ah, they're just independents, whatever. But no, it's some serious concerns if you look at it for real. Let's take a look at uh, this video right here. And boy, do they know how to use gangbanger, man. Have a good time. Um, these gangbangers who are lawless... Uh, and what they are, gangbangers, um, you know, choose to have a three-day sleepover in New Mexico um, and not follow any of our laws and bully people around here. And that's not going to be tolerated for the rest of this weekend or any Memorial Days moving forward. So that's all I have for now. Uh, I believe I'm the only one speaking, so if you have any questions, now would be the time. Will be will Red River be shutting down today? Will festivities continue going on? Anything along those lines? I can't answer that. I don't have I don't have control of that. Um, but yeah, if if they're if they're a it's not going to be a fun next two days. I can mm -hmm. assure you that. So whether it's open or closed, it's not going to be a good time. There you go right there, man. They are using gangbanger like it ain't going out of style. I can also see uh, the route that the cops are going to take. That's what they're going to use for uh, the general public. And what's funny is they know that clubs are going to walk in to that distinction right there. And they're going to say, hey, it's going to be easy for them to prove that the clubs are gangs. Because of what's being seen. This went international while we were on air within a few minutes. Everybody had this. Everybody. And it's making a great story for all those pundits, if you will, that don't like bikers. Or those pundits that don't like guns. We walk right into it. And what's even worse that really killed me here? There was a 26-year-old that got killed over this. 26 years old. Come on, really? Yes, there was others killed. There was chapter presidents killed. What the hell is wrong? Seriously, 26 years old. It could have been your son. Your grandson. Why? If it's over a pitcher and you always want to you know what you wish you to see those naysayers that say well this is what the life's about and they're not the ones in it you, you just want to knock the hell out of them people you don't have anything to say 
You just want to act out on the internet where this is real life people that are dying. But I do think it's coming back to the fact that the dominance is pushed just too hard on people. They're not dealing with it anymore. And maybe the dominance need to understand that. Or there's going to be these kind of problems where they're losing members to either to grave or prison. I'm just trying to be totally honest here. Now, take a look at this. And I really like some of this stuff here. I took a few comments from the comment section on the video. It's over for 1%. Just watch the press conference. They are not playing games anymore with MC. And this is from Abram. Thanks for this, Abram. They said they're pulling everybody running their license. They said if you have a warrant or anything illegal, they're going to arrest them. They said anything suspicious counts for probable cause. They have roadblocks set up. The ABCs have been there watching them. All this over a pitcher one club took uh, uh, took pick with another club. That's what the news is saying. Uh, Water Dogs, MC Banditos, glad I live as a civilian. I saw this coming 10 years ago. And what can you argue with right there? You really can't. These incidences so far in that press conference, they mentioned Oklahoma. They mentioned Lubbock. And now this. I guess the Texas police were watching banditos go all the way to the border of Texas, and they knew where they were going, so then they added cops over in New Mexico. You can't blame other people for what's happening. You got to look at yourself in their mirror. Let's go on to another one here. Joe, the clubs will bring on their own demise. With the rampant mass shootings and public outcry for justice, the feds can and will shut down all 1% clubs. The feds have many tools at their disposal to shut them down. Not to mention if these clubs are classified as domestic terror organizations, it's over. And I actually did bring that up on the live. If you're hit with domestic terrorists, you got Patriot Acts to come in right there. The public at large will not tolerate this type of behavior much longer. We're already seeing it. Bars and Harley-Davidson dealerships posting signs, banning any club colors and support gear on their premise. Wake up. The public is finished with this nonsense. And you got to ask yourself, is the public finished? Are they done do they want to deal with this kind of crap any longer? And I would have to say independents don't. Because I was watching all the independents talking in the conversation just yesterday to take a little freaking snippet of what's happening in the scene. And they were literally pissed. Because, again, a lot of these guys spend a ton of money to go to these rallies and that's not even including vendors 
Could you imagine how much money you got to put out for a booth? What, like 2500 bucks for a booth? You got to make that back. You got to make your taxes. And then hopefully you make a good living off of that to profit on. But now it was cut short. The mayor came out and wanted all businesses closed. They want to shut down the town. And you got to remember, there's only like 500 people there in that town in off season. You did this with over 20,000 bikers there? Are you serious? Did you not think you were going to get caught? Honestly, there's over 20,000 people there. You think you're not going to get caught? You don't think that people are going to have cameras out? Even the cop came out and said, hey, if you got video, which we know you will, send it over. You are turning the public against you. And what the independents are pissed off about is you're turning the public against them and they have nothing whatsoever to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And that's what is sad right there. Uh, let's go to another one. Drago, All uh, of all the events to desi uh, decide to show their asses, thanks for the respect to all the brothers and sisters I left on the battlefield. And a lot of people are pissed off it happened on Memorial Day weekend of all, all dates. And then he goes on, don't forget to go do a toy run to make it up. He was a vet. And he's pissed off. And I think a lot of people were pissed off because everybody was supposed to remember the people that fell for this country. Instead, there was a shootout. But... Do you think it's over for a lot? You know, you can't go and claim profiling when this kind of stuff happens. Everything that you gain in a profiling fight sets you back. And you know what? I know how they're going to do it. I think I do. You know, I've been doing this Australian bikey law stuff, and yes, it'll be coming out, but I really want to learn about it first. I think they're going to use gang enhancements to do what they need because it's illegal by the First Amendment. You can't, you know, you can be a part of any organization you want. But gang enhancements, a whole different tool that they got in their toolbox, if you will. So they could use something like that. And also, we've seen civil RICOs. Civil RICO cases brought up against an entire club. Nobody goes to jail, but they're getting their money. And another thing clubs are going to have to start worrying about is the effect where somebody gets killed, uh, the individual's family sues the whole entire club. And it has been done. And I've talked about uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Aryan Nation they took their whole property away from them, everything that they had because of some killings. Don't think that can't happen to your club. And I know a lot of people are going to get pissed. Why, hey, Hollywood, why'd you say that? Well, because it's true. 
That could happen. How much more do you think in a modern society this can go on without any repercussions whatsoever? That's why I just don't understand. Hey, you know what? You're the bigger club, whatever. You got your support clubs. Another one don't want to be a part of you. They want to be neutral. Whatever they want to do, just leave them alone. Because you know what? These clubs aren't taking it no more. They're not going to deal with you doing that. They're grown men. And this generation's a whole lot different. Like I said, protocol and tradition, gone. Don't even know why people talk about protocol on uh, uh, YouTube or TikTok. I don't even know why they do it. Because it's not done that way anymore. I'm just saying. Anyway, again, uh, we're going to take the day off on Monday. We'll be back Tuesday live with China Dow. Don't forget to go over to www.MotorcycleMadhouse.com. 24-7 over there, baby. You can listen to the radio. And I put a chat room in there, too. So hopefully that thing works. You know, my computer programming skills ain't the best. So we'll see if it works during a live. But leave your thoughts in the comment section. Let me know what you think of what's happening. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more of this coming up this week because there'll be updates after updates. You just watch. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. The Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show now streaming over on Rumble and YouTube Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. Tune in Mondays live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube for the Madhouse Monday Night Raw with Hollywood and Marco. Grab a beer or...
What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to the Beacon, baby. This is actually my uh, favorite part of the week right now. We get into some uh, serious subjects out there. Uh, we got Mike Ball, and then we got Danny Delo. What's uh, good? <laughs> you know what? I was just talking about everything behind the scenes. And yes, China Doll, she's at work right now. Don't get Hollywood started on that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, she'll be back next Sunday on the BCAN podcast. We're live streaming right now on MotorcycleMadhouse.com. There is a chat area in there as well if you want to get on there. I'm not good at uh, computer programming, so hopefully it works. I think I did it right. Uh, but anyway, today's discussion is going to be a pretty serious one, and that has to do with if you had a terminal illness, would you want to end it your own way? And I don't know if uh, any of our uh, co-hosts here had the experience of something like this, but let's go around the table and... What just pops out at you guys when you hear if you yourself had a terminal in, uh, illness, would you want to end it your way, Danny? Honestly, I think you don't know until you know. You know, you can't, you can't really say that. You know, we've all heard guys say, man, if somebody pulled a gun on me, I would do this and I would do that. But we all kind of know that, at least those of us that have been in them positions, um, you don't know what you're going to do until you're at that moment. Um, you know, I've watched, I watched my father whittle away to nothing from cancer and die. Um, you know, I went through that. That's during a time period where I was facing life in prison and watching my father die at the same time. So... You know, I've seen that. I've watched my uncle die same way. Um, I've watched quite a few loved ones die that way when you're just given a time limit, and that's it. I would like to think that I would want to spend all the time I could with my family and my lady and stuff and my loved ones, um, but I don't know. You know, I might be angry. I, I might be pissed that I was given this, this due date at such an early stage of my life, and I might, um, <laughs> you know, I might go on a spree. Who, who the hell knows? I don't think you know until you're facing that situation. What's up, everybody in the chat room? What's up, Chase, uh, Odie, Steve, Morbic, everybody else that I missed? Uh, Mike, the reason why I came up with this topic this week is because I think I actually, for once, seen it straight in front of me how a sickness can break somebody down and you know i was just pumping around through youtube and stuff and these different uh diaries of people that were going through some really bad stuff came up and you would see them as normal people at the beginning of their diary and by the end one of their family members was saying what was happening and you can see the transformation in them people of how the sickness was taken over and how much pain they must have been in what do you think about the that question we got for today if you had a terminal illness would you want to end it your way it's a heavy one this is this is no doubt a very heavy topic yeah um i think all of us 
are going to believe it's our life, our choice. You know, um, I think for the most part, um, and I do too, but going through something so gnarly like that and where you cannot, your body, no matter what you're doing, cannot thrive. And like, let's say you're trapped inside your own body. Like you can't say and do things, but you, you're, you're a sharp up here. I mean, th- imagine being stuck inside your own mind and not being able to say or do anything or there's so many examples. I mean, just like Danny said, he had people in his family. Same thing here. You know, I watched my grandfather for 40 years. He had four strokes back to back to back when in his forties. And he used to work for a very high end company that built the first radio or uh, satellite, whatever stuff for uh, the first space shuttle. So um, he really was an insane engineer, but he had to, he was forced retired obviously because he, had four major strokes and he couldn't do much like he couldn't remember anything like and i remember my dad this is my dad's dad he always telling me like dude if i ever got to that stage please take me out like clean me out at that stage like i cannot have you and your mom dealing with me like that you know what i mean so that was that was really heavy when when i was told that for the first time by my own father you know, like, he's like, yo, if I get here, take, take it, you know what I mean? Take the shot. So mm-hmm. that, that was, it's definitely brutal, but yeah, I would definitely want to take, go out my way if, if I had to, if I had like no other choice other than a date where I'm just sitting there waiting to expire, you know, I, I don't know how great of life is at that moment. Is it worth living at that moment? Do you think a big moral question comes into this, Danny? Uh, uh, the morality behind the answer that you might have to take? I'm basically, sure it can. Basically, no. where somebody uh, say you got, you know, to put it better for you, you, you got hardcore religious people that say, no, no, you can't do it. I know that came out with the assisted suicide debate but somebody else pushing their moralities onto you. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't care what anybody's opinions are. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't care now. So I certainly wouldn't care if I was dying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I would, uh, you know, I mean, it, it really just depends, I, I feel like, man. But, I mean, as far as the morality, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about theirs. I would feel the way I feel, and that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, I totally understand, like, you know, yeah, if if I'm to the point where I'm on life support and the only thing keeping me alive is, is electricity, why are you hanging on to me? Let me go so that you can live your life, you know? Uh, what's the point of trying? I mean, yeah, we all hope that we're going to wake up and it's going to be this big miracle and you know, we're going to get better and it's going to, you know, we're going to be all good. But I mean, when does that really always happen? It does happen. Don't get me wrong. It does happen. But I, you know, take yeah. me out, man. <laughs> you I know? mean, how much are you going to use of your bank account? Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm not going to be able to enjoy my life, if I'm not going to be able to walk and hold hands with my beautiful woman, why the fuck would I want to be here? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Why, why, you know, what? you can't think for yourself, you can't use a bathroom by yourself, you can't, all that stuff, man, you know, 
we take for granted every day, by the way. Yes, but we do. all that stuff, if you can't do that, then what's the point of living? You know? Mm -hmm. What do you think about the morality debate, Mike, when it came to assisted suicide and how everybody freaked out? And actually, it's still illegal in some states. Yep. And it's it's crazy how they'll push their views onto a whole broad spectrum of people. Okay, just because this person in office thinks that can make decisions thinks this way doesn't mean the entire populace lives that way, you know? Uh, and I think that's what they do is they, they think whatever can get them the best and votes from themselves. And they'll do shit like that nonstop because they know people have those type of morals that that will i don't know support them i guess I, to me it's it no one's going to tell it me what to do in my own people life. better is what you're saying yes yes and to me but no one's going to tell me what i'm going to do within my life i mean the way i i if i decide to you know uh self-delete myself in a certain way that was my decision to do so that's what not up, anyone else's that's not someone else's decision to do so that's not the government's that's not yours you know what mm -hmm. I mean? No one's going to tell me that. So uh, morality-wise, it's messed up. You know, if these well, people very interesting up, here with uh, uh, John. Uh, hold on a second. I got to get – you take over. I got to get some glasses on. Yeah, I've, I've had cancer three times since uh, 2013, been riding 1% or since late 80s. Now it's back in my bones. I want to go out my way. Wow. So he had cancer three times since 2013, and now uh, it's back in his bones, which is really, uh, you know, I don't know if they would call that stage four or not. Right. But he wants to go out his way. So who is who are we, Danny, uh, to tell him that he can't go out his way? Like I said, it doesn't matter what anybody has to say or think. Do what you got to do, you know? Jump on your bike to 100 mile an hour and see what happens. You know, I mean, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. Who gives a shit what anybody's got to say? Unless it's like, you know, you're somebody that you truly love, your woman, your mom or dad or something like that. Then, then again, it's still up to you. You know, do you want to keep living and being miserable or do you want to at least give them their time that they're asking for and tough it out. You know, it's, it's always up to you. Should those yes, yes, Chase, I see you little head. Should those conversations happen before, like how my dad did with me, you know, where it was like, all right, he told me, Hey, if I get to this point right here, don't waste any more money here. You know what I mean? Like, stop. I, I think that conversation should happen after. Cause like after, I said, well, how could he be? If he, if he couldn't even talk to me, let's say, you know what I mean? And well, then, then you would have to, yeah, you, know you I mean? would have to obviously go with what you remember him saying, yeah, you so know, and exactly. just hope that he still feels that way, <laughs> you know? right? Right, exactly. Now, That's with crazy. me, and by the way, we're going to be actually taking phone calls on the show, I'll be putting the number up when we're ready to go with uh, uh, the phone chase. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you guys call in, I want to hear about your personal experience with a subject like this, or if you're going through something, you know, kind of like uh, what John's going through. 
your end life and how you would plan for it with your family. And yeah. also, can I add something, Hollywood? Go ahead. So I want to add a little humor to this because this is a very touchy one for all mm -hmm. of us. Um, I'm going to explain to you guys my situation today real quick. <laughs> I'm going to run you through what I just went through before I, I came into my studio. I pull up to my lady's house on my motorcycle. I pull up. I get off the bike. I walk in the house. Another day, right? When I'm walking out, leaving to come back here, I look on the ground and I see dog shit all over my lady's driveway, like all over the place. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? And I'm looking around and I'm like, dude, somebody threw a bunch of dog shit in my old lady's driveway. So I'm like, who the hell does that? And who the hell do you think you are doing that when you see me here? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I would like, if people are going to call in, if you also want to call in, tell me what you think I should do with this situation. Should I go across the street to the house? Because I know who did it. Should I walk across the street and say, hi, I'm Danny. Is there a problem? Should I just take all this shit, put it in a bag, light it on fire, and I don't know, when they open the door, throw it in their front room? Um, should I take this shit and just wipe it all over their cars? What I should like I do in this situation? <laughs> Let's get creative. Smear there you go, guys. Uh, tell Danny to block these nuts. Hey, <laughs> hey they're coming in hot. Hey, they are well blocked, sir. Keep your cojones to yourself, amigo. Now, let me ask you this, Mike. <laughs> Say you have a loved one. Uh, that's going through a painful type of death. Mm -hmm. And if the, and I know hospice nurse, cause I actually uh, studied this uh, before doing this show, they would give you the opportunity to give extra medication. If you would, would you do that to end the suffering? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, that's probably the most humane way to go to be in comfort. Right. I mean, you we know, do that to dogs, don't we? You know, it's so strange, though. When it I was is. in the hospital with the, with this whole thing, with my whole ordeal, I was actually given under an amount. They they were under-providing. And while they were under-providing, while I was in extreme amount, amount of pain, I was begging for, for you know, any type of medication. But they were so stingy with that shit. And I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they've been, like, hit by so many times, like, where they couldn't give us a certain amount of dosages, but it was like, they were overbearing. Hey, we cannot give you any more pain medications. And my dad's like calling the char charge nurse going, dude, make my son comfortable. You know what I mean? He's sitting here with his leg chopped off. Literally like help the dude out. They didn't. Uh, John goes, my wife and I are raising three of our grandkids. I'm hoping to hold on for three years till they all graduate, but I want to go uh, lay under the stars and do a double, uh, dub, double dub. And, and go riding my bike somewhere special. Yep. That's for something, uh, you know, somebody's going through right now and it's hard to hear that you actually have to fight the three years. And I don't understand when it comes to cancer. I'm really right? sorry. You're going through that, John. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's rough. I don't understand. Yeah, Danny, why the hell they can't come up with a cure? 
with all this technology? Well, here's the thing. The cures, there's a lot of cures for cancer. Um, And we'll never know about it. We'll never see it because it's not allowed in America because, um, let's be honest, can't make money off of it. You know, the medical game is all about money. They don't care about us. They don't care about our lives. The government's mixed up into it. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. We could talk about that all freaking day, and we're never going to come up with a proper solution. Um, it's plain and simple, man. There, there's plenty of cures for a lot of things out here, but they don't allow it in America. You know, I mean, why, why don't they allow medication from Mexico in America? Is it because it don't work? Because I call bullshit on that. Because you know how many people I know that literally take trips once a year to Mexico to pick up all their diabetes medication, blood pressure medicine, stroke medicine, heart medicine, all this expensive medicine they go and pick up there for pennies on the dollar. Because if you pay for it here, it's going to be, what, $1,000 every three months for your um, diabetes meds, whether it's if it's Trulicity, which is what I'm on, you're paying like three or four grand every three months or every month or something like that. Jesus. I mean, you're going to tell me that the medication that people have been taking for years going down to Mexico and getting, it, it's illegal here because it's not sanctioned by us. Well, who are you to sanction it? Right. I guess who, it how, good... where, where did we vote you in to say, hey, you should tell us what we should put in our bodies? Like, you know, this, this combo can go on and on. So there are cures for cancer. It's been a known fact that, um, I, I believe I forget which country came up with a cure that they, they found something that may not have been quite a cure, but it, it, it it's 99.9% effective yeah. and, and cured yeah. people. Danny Danny what? really does have a point. If uh, you if you look at what we all just went through with COVID, they came up with a vaccine and a heartbeat for that. Like that, Ain't that and, funny? Passed and got that Ain't shit that passed funny? by the FDA and all that. Ain't that funny? All of that, and, and when it takes ten years to get a normal farm, anything pharma related, it takes five to ten years to get that shit passed. Now, Mike wasn't born yet but me and danny went through that and keep the covid in mind mm-hmm. me and danny seen the epidemic in the united states that started in the 80s with aids yeah why do you think they can come up with something like covid so fast but can't aids danny well it didn't even take them that long to come up with with an aids cure look at magic johnson but something that a lot of people probably don't know, and I'm just speculating, but what a lot of people don't know is where did Magic Jansen get his pills from? Where did he get his meds at? Or did he really have it? <laughs> or did he really have it? It could be that too. But they, Because, I know, mean, they he, still he was cured and he's still living and just fine. Meanwhile, people were shriveling up into nothing and dying people were within, within not months. People were having sex. Like, yeah, purposely, within like, oh, like, I don't want to get AIDS. Like, what? That's fucking crazy. Well, you're watching too much TV, Mike. It would actually, it turned on the gay community real quick. People yeah. were after 
them. I'm sure it was really yeah. loud and it was a and, terrible. And let's talk about something else. How come all of these horrible events we have in our country, how do they start with an animal all the time, but yet we end up with it? AIDS supposedly started with a monkey. Monkey, uh, actually, the first case of AIDS, this is something else I look at, was first discovered in 1925 in the Congo. But because of, you know, transportation and stuff, it never really spread until mass transit. So, I mean, when you think about it, okay, let's say, all right, the, the, the AIDS virus supposedly came from a monkey. I remember them saying that back in the monkey day, see, right? Monkey do. Okay, monkey so who's crazy. going around screwing freaking monkeys and, and passing AIDS off to us? Like, I mean, come on, man. You know, what, what supposedly started the, 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 the COVID shit? Wasn't it from like a bird or something? Or I no, forget, it was something like that. What actually happened <laughs> with AIDS? was the butcher markets they used to kill the animals and then uh you know the infected blood because it came from uh i think it was sids they used to call it uh then it jumped species and the covid stuff that that was man-made right there in the virus lab uh but they usually use uh bats for that kind of stuff it's our dumbasses who let these people. Why do you need to even experiment with these kind of viruses? Right. Why are we doing? Why are we in a lab, in a secret lab, in the first place, experimenting with some toxic chemical, whatever virus that can get out and kill the world? Essentially, mm -hmm. why? Why would we? That's that has got to be some sort of violence in some sort of way, isn't it? Like if that shit spreads, which it did, chemical warfare. It is chemical warfare at that point, right? But, of mm. course, it, the, everything is just uh, swept under the rug, you know? You well, know, Mike, the, let's just, just say, like, let's just say that... I think you know, it was all in a... It's, it, to me, COVID was always a ploy to, con, to see if they could really, truly control us. Mm -hmm. Oh, they it was won a test. That. It was a test, and they won. They won with well, flying saw, colors. Saw, All saw. you freaking idiots walking around with masks on. Quit talking to family members. Freaking dumbasses. You fell for it 1,000%. You proved to the government that this is no longer a free country, that they can tell us whatever they want to do. Right, right, exactly. Uh, now, Mike, let's just, you know, and they do got a cocktail that prolongs your life where you can get it to undetectable levels right now, but there's still not a cure. What if you were somebody who didn't have access to a hospital with AIDS and it started really, you know, chewing you up and stuff and there was no hope? Mm -hmm. What would you want as far as ending it your way? If I'm at a point where I've no return, I guess that's kind of like where we're at here in this hypothetical thing. Uh, I, as long as I'm not in pain, you know what I mean? Uh, I already deal with an insane amount of pain on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, my definition of pain has changed over the time. But the thing is, is when you're in that much pain and, and if it causes you that amount of body destruction, because it's AIDS, I mean, your body's destructing itself. Can you imagine the amount of pain that you'd be in? You know what I mean? Like your body's eating at itself. It's terrible. Like I, I could only uh, imagine. I could only imagine. Is, is that what like that. us as human beings 
fear the most when it comes to death is the pain, Danny? Um, that could be. I, you know, I, I don't know what I would want to do. I really don't. You know, I, I mean, I could sit here and say, I'm going to jump on my bike and ride until I can't ride no more and then ride off of a bridge and throw my hands up in the air and say hi to God. I mean, who knows? You know, right. you, you, but then again, I might get to that point and be like, screw this. Try to fix me, doc. Right. I want to try to win this battle. You know, you like never that, know it, until it, you're at that last second. Yeah. If decision. it's a battle that I, that, that's a chance to win. I mean, it's you know, so if, hard it's, to uh, say. if it's paralyzed, if it's this, if it's that, you know, who knows? Well, one good thing about uh, being paralyzed, they actually, there was a study out of uh, Germany and that was actually successful. Uh, they were able to implant a Bluetooth device into the brain and they were able to get them up and walking and on all that good stuff. So technology is there. What? Yeah. That is insane. Wow, that's crazy. That's I, awesome. I, I have a lot of paraplegic and, and, and paralyzed friends. So, I mean, that's like crazy to hear, you know? Well, I mean? unless they're, unless they're billionaires, <laughs> they won't be able to use this device. Yeah, exactly. But... Either they're, it's a $500,000 equipment and a $1.5 million, you know, procedure. And, and it'll never make it here anyway. Right, right. No, but that's, that's, that, you know what, discussion. actually, that might actually make it here because paraplegics aren't making, um, right. The, the pharmaceutical companies a ton of money. Uh, well, you not, not that, I guess they're not the main majority. No. You yeah. Know. I mean, you know, if they got health problems, that's one thing, but right. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, it's not like you got to take a pill because you're a paraplegic. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So um, that actually might make it here. Hold on a second. I'm going to put it up on screen for you guys. And you guys can see it in action. All right, come on, shift over. Huh? Huh? There it is. Oh wow! Paralyzed I guess man walks uh, after Bluetooth connects to his brain and his spine. Wow! I've got to send this out. <laughs> But ain't that uh, messed up that uh, it's in Europe? It's in minutes, Europe. I could control my uh, uh, hips, like they were like. What do you think about pretty, that? It's nuts. That's, that's pretty neat, man. That's I think really that's really neat. cool. You know, I, uh, I, we'll put, uh, the phone number out there now. The only rule about calling in. Do not bring up anything from the Red River Rally. We are not talking about that. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of seeing that shit on my chat, too. Yeah, that's what I'm that. Yeah, we're talking about this uh, subject right here. This is the B-Can podcast. None of that other crap. Uh, if you had a uh, terminal illness, what would you, uh, would you want to end it your way is the question. Or if you had... Anybody that had to go through something like this, uh, you can call the number now. The Do Not Disturb is off. It's ready to go right now. 847-957-1656. Tell us your story, your thoughts on any of this stuff uh, that we've talked about today. 
Uh, you can talk about why the FDA ain't approving drugs or any of that good stuff. So you guys can call in when you want. Uh, but going uh, forward, uh, Mike, uh, what would you, you know what? You had a personal experience. Did you have a will before this motorcycle happened, uh, accident happened? I'd like to say yes. Uh, I, I think I'm a, a very enthusiastic person, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what made me. No, I I'm talking have... about a will where your parents or your oh, wife. Oh, that type of will. <laughs> okay, I, th I thought you meant like a will to pull through. About, man. Get off that weed. A will to pull through, I thought. Okay, anyway. I need to get some of the weed you be smoking, bro. Hey, I'm a little it's jealous. It's California over here, man. It's California. Uh, no, we got some I'm, decent stuff. I don't, you I'm a little jealous, bro. Stuff over there. I don't know. It's, How would you know? You couldn't even get none when you were in Iowa. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> that's the worst thing about the Midwest. So you should have came over here, bro. I don't hooked you up, dog. Man. That was so terrible. what's up there, uh, Mike? Uh, did you uh, have a will? No, I didn't. And of course not. I was 25 years old. You know what I mean? I You didn't I, have I, a will to live? Seriously, bro? Wow. <laughs> but no so think about my age right like no of course i didn't have well you, you know what you're acting like you're young but you know we're, when you're 18 you're a legal adult and stuff so true. true uh at 25 what would your uh i don't know if you were married at that time but it was not okay what would your parents be forced to do because you yeah, didn't have um it, it it was both really hard. Even them going through what they already did go through with me was hard, was insane. Like the amount of paperwork. They probably had to do probably more paperwork that I stayed alive than if I would have just passed. You know what I mean? Um, I am probably, if anything, was probably more of a liability now than I was then. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not really sure. That's kind of a, an interesting one on my side. You know? No, I just think you're high, man. You need to get a will. <laughs> I still don't got a will, man. You know, like well, I still that's even not, like, well, you know what? Even, now even that after I died all those four times and you know, in that one dude, time, don't feel bad. I'm forty three years old. I still don't have a will. Man. I dude, I went through the I mean, literally flashing boom, you know, and well at least you should, you should have health directives where at the minimum you say, Hey, maybe keep me on life support for seven days but if i don't wake up after that let me go mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about well see that'd be super smart if we did have things like that where we could like line out like hey this is how i want and i should and i think everyone pretty much <laughs> should i think everyone should actually sit down and plan that shit out you know what i um i was kind of faced with that i, I guess i really didn't think about it because i try not to put my personal too much of my personal life um out there like that but i had some i had an issue going on and um it was uh down there by the boys right and i was a little concerned so i went in and got checked out and it was told to me it was very possible that i could have uh testicular cancer thank god thankfully um it was just a uh, um i forget the name of the infection but it actually happens with a lot of men. Sometimes you'll get an internal infection down there, I guess, at certain ages. So I was faced with the reality that this could be happening. Um, 
as you guys know, of course, I Googled the hell out of it and researched the hell out of it and probably ended up knowing more than the doctors at, at the end of the day. Um, you know, testicular cancer is very survivable. If you actually go and get checked, don't be scared to go get your boys checked. If something's not right down there, guys, quit being men, quit being stupid. And remember that you kind of want to live for your loved one and family and take your ass to the doctors and get your junk checked. All right. Quit being stupid. Too many guys are dying for testicular cancer because everybody's too proud to show their little wee wee. Yep. Trust me, the doctor's got a little wee wee too, bro. You're going to be all right, man. Who cares? They don't give a shit. So, anyway, that being said, um, I was faced with that and it was kind of, uh, it was kind of emotional for me because I'm, I'm, that's one of my biggest fears, guys. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, you can pull a gun on me and I'll walk toward you and tell you to shoot me. I don't care. Um, the way I ride kind of tells you I'm not very careful with my life. Um, things I've been involved in and done tells you I don't care about life, but, um, or don't care about dying, but I'm definitely afraid of dying of like, some crazy cancer or disease or something. It just scares the hell out of me because I've seen what it does. And um, I sat down and I said, well, you know, I guess the mature thing to do here um, is write a will just in case if this is what's about to go down, you know. And I sat down and I wrote a will. And I got to tell you guys, this is the funny part of the story. I realized... I don't really like anybody because like, what the fuck am I going to leave shit to? Nobody. Well, I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know, all right, my tools can go to this guy, you know, uh, you know, this can go to that guy. My, my money in my bank account obviously goes to my lady. Um, you know, I have things set up like that. You know, I could do this. I can do that. But when it came down to my bike, I realized real quick, I don't like anybody. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't want anybody to ride my bike. I'm not leaving it to my girl. So what? She can get a so new like, man and now this dude's got a badass yeah. fucking road glide to go ride on? Uh-uh. I'm coming back from the dead. You know? So I'm like, it was crazy, man. I just sat there and I'm like, I don't want anybody to have my bike. I truly don't. Like, And, and it, it made me not ride a will because I'm like, you know what? It actually prevented Whatever you? happens, happens. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, whatever happens, happens, man. I'm like, you know, Miss I don't want to know who gets my money. Miss Monkey in the house. Miss Monkey. What's up? Yeah, professional monkeys. Yeah, professional uh, monkeys. Uh, yeah, what's up? What's but up? Would you want to, you know, not possession wise, but as far as end of life? What would you see? Like me, I always told China Dow, give me 30 days. If I don't wake up, pull that plug and i want then, 60 <laughs> <laughs> double that double and i that. want you i want my will to say friggin definitely resuscitate <laughs> and uh do what you can to bring my ass back to life Damn. now what if you were in a situation uh mike like patrick swayze was and he had uh what was it pancreatic cancer mm -hmm. with his death sentence right there and he withered away. Would you tell your old lady, your wife, that when I am unconscious or something, 
push me full of morphine so it's easy for me to go. I haven't had those conversations, no. But oddly enough, I actually you have think a... you, need, you think that's a problem with younger kids? Mm, I think that's probably an uncomfortable conversation that people don't often think about. I don't think... I think life in itself is taken for granted way too often. So people don't even think of death that way. You know, they don't think of the repercussions. Like, what happens if I leave? You know? Mm. So, I, I don't know. There's a... Uh, a lack of even care for life itself at this point. And I think but that's at the same time you didn't answer the question. Would you want your own lady to pump you full of say morphine to yeah. cut it short? To, I would. To the personal the personal references is yes, I would, and I should talk to her about something like that because my cousin, uh, he was second cousin, died of pancreatic cancer and he was, you know, stage four or five, whatever it goes up to or whatever. And he, he had grown tumors on his brain. He had gone, it, it had spread throughout his entire body. If, That's what my it, dad died of too, my it, it pancreatic was, it, cancer. Oh, dude, it, watching that, watching that. Jennifer, was, Jennifer says she'll get, she's going to give you arsenic, not more. Yeah. Than. Yeah. She, she's going to make it real quick and painful. Damn it. <laughs> I know China now won't wait the 30 days. It'll be done in a half hour. So uh, I got a question. I got a question wait? for everybody on the panel here. Or for both of you, I should say. I don't know about everybody. What do you want your lover to do when you die? Do you want them to move on and be happy with another man? Or <laughs> as my bra, I'm saying. Or or do you want her to be sad for the rest of her life nah, and mourn you? She's a sad bitch for the rest of her life. She's a sad bit of witch. Hold up. Actually, you know what? When you're dead. You're dead. You got to yeah. let people move on with their life. You do. You do. Honestly, you do. And that, that's a really hard discussion to have. I don't think people can actually think outside of themselves, to be honest. So, I think so, people are too self So, Hollywood, you're saying you want China to move on, be with another man, ride on his motorcycle, you know, remember you or whatever. You know, so I'm sure she's going to remember yeah, you, of nice course. Yeah, remembrances. Yeah. Come, come piss on my grave and uh, I'll be looking up and laughing. <laughs> right on, bro. Right on. Actually, you know what? Actually, I want to be cremated, put in my saddlebags, thrown in a river. I like that. There you go. There you I go. Like yeah, I think I'm you just got gonna to go on record and say that I want my lady to mourn me the rest of her life <laughs> and be tremendously sad and never even think about another man because bitch, I'll still kill you. I don't care if I'm dead or not. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta teach Mike your POV button. Uh, but Mike, shouldn't you want your ex to be happy? Yeah, you should. You should. If you if you've if you truly have moved on and let's say your own life, let's just say you know what, Dan, Danny would be moving on real quick, like I would. Be like, yeah, no. I'm done. He'd be like, whoop. No. No. Yep, one swing, one tree bench. You got you guys. You guys got me completely wrong. If something happened to my lady, I I I will say this on air. I would never be with somebody else again. I, I just wouldn't. 
I, my heart belongs to her, and and that's that is fucking that. Nano okay. cap. Okay, Mike, I got to teach you sound effects. You never use three in a row, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> no, there, ain't, there ain't no cap there, Mike. I, I'm I'm saying that straight out of my heart and soul. No, I, I I love that you're you're actually being honest. That's dope. I, I couldn't I couldn't be with, I could never be with somebody else, man. Could never even think of it. What does that do for somebody's mental health, though? Probably not good. Yeah, that that, that's, so that returns us uh, to the question. Uh, if you do not want your significant other to move on, how's that going to affect their mental health, Mike? Oh, it totally would. It would. It either way, you're you're. I think you're fucked either way. But if you allow someone to move on, even if you're still alive, you know you should allow that person to move on, and and you be able to continue your path too. And even if that path is death, you should still allow that person to have their happiness. I mean, mm -hmm. they're an extra reason. But if you were a spouse and, you know, let's say you lost your life randomly through something like this. And, yeah, it's going to be really rough no matter what. Um, this, is a, this is a hard one, man. I'm going to be real. real. Speak for yourself, Mike. She's already on to the next guy. Yeah, yeah Jen, I, already, I already know how it's working. I already Matt, know how Matt, it's working. Matt Goodman from uh, Goodman Lawn Mowing. He said, my heart belongs to my soulmate, but my body has its own mind. I like that. I like that. You know so what? I could. I'd be that guy that would like you know bring some chick home from a bar or a restaurant, wherever. Right? You bring her home. We're about to get it on, and I would look at her and just start bawling my eyes out. I'd feel so bad for that chick, dude. I'd be that guy, man, to start bawling like I can't do it. I miss her, <laughs> dude. It would be horrible. It'd be a rough one, on huh, Danny. No, my pecker would be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm in charge now. Uh, yeah, hey, that brain didn't work, so we're going we're gonna to choose this one over here. Wait, now, this, it, some new -new? this is Nunu? Oh, this is yeah. This new Oh, hell yeah. This is Nunu. Now, Jennifer, uh, this is Mike's old lady, by the way. It looks like you got a murder-suicide in your There you room. go, Jennifer. I'm with that. No, I wouldn't let him move on. I'd expect him dying along with me. Oh, uh, yeah. That a girl. Yep. See, I told you guys I was I'm with Latina, that. and and you guys were laughing a minute ago when when she was joking around, and I knew she was joking. Oh, and then no, look, no, she ain't moving on. She she wouldn't want me to. <laughs> She'd be like, "No, you dying too. You dead? Yep, I'm yep. gonna die. You I, dead I, too." I, I, Hey babe, I'm 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 gonna die tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm dying um, tomorrow. You need, yeah, you need to do what you gotta do because uh you dying too, bro. Yeah, I'm <laughs> too. Let's, I'm let's ask ourselves a very serious question here. You're about to die and your life flashes in front of you. What was the meaning of life to you? Oh. I took advantage of it. I knew right away when I woke up. I took advantage of it. Everything. I think I mean, everybody would have their own answer to that. Yeah, for sure. Isn't you know, it, it might... to learn and overcome failure and move on to the next step? Or is it to say, I had a shitty life, I didn't like it, uh, I'm glad I'm dying, that kind of stuff? I think for me, I would probably say i wish i lived more you know lived more during my life this is a lot of my life that i didn't do anything man i just sat in the hood and didn't do shit you know so 
Uh, that that would probably be one thing I'd wish. Maybe wish I met my girl a lot earlier in life so I could have enjoyed more of, of our lives together. Um, you know, maybe wish I had kids, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, I think everybody's got a different answer to that. So basically, you would go to the grave with a lot of regrets. Instead basically, of probably. But I don't know. You know, I might live another 40, 50 years of my life and live a very full life, and I might go out with a smile. You know, I'm okay. just saying, as of today, there may be some regrets. Tomorrow okay. could be all well, another story. If that being said, isn't it time for you to say, you know what? Screw the damn past. I'm moving forward. I don't even want to hear about the past. Yes, sir. Move Absolutely. Absolutely. I just recently did that. That, that. that might be a good topic for a show. I just recently, um, within the last couple of years of my life, told myself that, um, you know, I've never really regretted much of my life as far as the things I've done and been involved in and stuff. It made me who I am. Um, I wish I did a lot of things differently. Sure. Don't we all? But um, recently, I really looked at myself. And I sat down one night, literally in tears. I'm not even going to bullshit you guys, man. I had a bonfire. I had, I had some tears in myself because I was thinking about life. I was going through some things that um, uh, were emotional at the time. And I told myself, I forgive you. And I said that to myself. And let me tell you something. That's the most strongest words you'll ever say to yourself in your entire life is that you forgive yourself. For the things you've done, the past you've lived, and all that. And since I've done that, I I felt a huge weight off my chest. And I feel much happier. That's why you see me doing things now that you would have never seen me do a few years ago. You'll see me do a funny TikTok video of me posing with a sunflower and talking like a gay guy and doing all this funny shit. I thought I was too cool to do that before because I just was who I was. When I released the old me and I released that and forgave him, I don't care anymore. I'm living my life having fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike. Yeah. When you said, uh, you know, what is the meaning of life? I do think that life is gladiator school, man. And nothing is easy in this shit. And um, it is all about conquering and moving on to the next. And uh, I'm a prime example of doing exactly that, you know, uh, conquering one thing and then just go on to the next. You know, you don't need to fixate on it. You don't need to, you know, uh, be down and depressed about it and, and oh, compulse over it. You can actually do good with tragic and dramatic things that happen in your life. But let me ask you something uh, directly there, Mike. Okay. Is it a is there a subliminal protection that you're trying to put up to help yourself deal with all the trauma you dealt with from this accident? You're outgoing, uh, you're very positive, mm -hmm. but is there something deep down that you feel that's holding you back or feel that you can't get over? Mm. 
not necessarily because I'm I'm a very well, let's like, stop there. Not necessarily, I'm, you said. So there is something because we're we're always gonna have things that we're striving for in life that we're always gonna be trying to achieve that is very hard to achieve. You know, I set very high goals for myself. You know, uh, I don't I don't really put always expect you know the normal expectational things on myself. I put them way higher than above. And I, I'm, okay. well, we I'm, get I'm about so expectations, but I'm talking about something. Hollywood's coming to doctor here. Get on your couches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm talking about deep down. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you can't overcome? No, because and by the way, I got your wife in here. Yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, the answer is that the, the true answer is, is no, there is nothing I can't overcome. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something in you in that me, you're right. having a hard time accepting. Nope. Mm -mm. Zero. I, I totally accepted everything, whether it be the past of me, whether it be the accident, whether it be the leg, whether it be my, me not having a shoulder, whatever. I accepted all of it right then and there. Like people were going, oh, like when it first happened, I, I had this exact same mentality. And they're like, oh, it'll watch here in a week. It, it'll catch up with him. Oh, watch here in a month. It'll catch up with him. Oh, watch here in a year. It'll catch up with him. Oh, watch here in two years. It'll catch. Dude, no, this is, this is stuff I can conquer. Miss Monkey, self-forgiveness, self-love, more laughter, less stress about work and uh, significant stuff. Forget about opinions and judgments. The ones that matter don't care. And the ones that care don't matter. Amen, Miss Monkey. Yep, that was that was heavy. And self forgiveness is is massive. Being able to actually look at a situation and forgive yourself for something that maybe you fucked up on or some messed up decision we made. Being able to to look back at yourself and go, you know what, dude? Like I I sincerely am okay with myself going forward. That's a big thing. And I think self-forgiveness needs to be a topic. That's a well, very good imagine, topic. imagine, I mean, we're the ones that are, that are, are we're self-critics, right? So if you have your own, imagine if you're doing what you do, your brain nonstop, like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not doing this and blah, blah, blah. Imagine doing that to a child. Do that to a child and see how well they, they work in that environment. See how well they go in that kind of uh, habitat. No, that's a terrible environment to be in. You know what I mean? Now, so Danny, you gotta pull uh, that mind state out. You put out you you put yourself out there pretty big. And during your self I call it the self-forgiveness phase, which everybody needs to. Uh -huh. The biggest question that you did did it ever come up is what if? What if what I if? did this or what if I did that? Did that come up a lot? <clears throat> um yeah, it did. And in my situation, the what if was had I didn't, I wouldn't be here. You know? So mm -hmm. that's kind of why I live my life every day to try to be um, nice to people if I possibly can. Um, I try to help people if I possibly can. I try to make my life uh, meaningful now and 
you know, that's probably why I'm more in touch with my emotions than most guys. Um, it's probably why I'm more emotional in my life, period, is because of that what if, the, the true answer to that. Very well said right there. Very well said. Uh, Mike. Yeah, if I didn't make those. Ever, do you ever have the question, well, what if this person wasn't drunk and hit me? Where would I be today? Yeah. Would I be richer or would I be poorer or would I find meaning in my life if that didn't happen? I, I think if you're not doing the what if games yourself then you, you, I don't think you're human. You, I think we definitely all have done the what-if game. And for me, I made some great decisions that made me still alive today, exactly like what Danny said. Like, I wouldn't be alive today if I didn't decide, like, if I wanted to be like everyone else and ride with a half-dome helmet, let's just say, I wouldn't be here right now. I decided on my own, hey, I want to wear a full face. And I did. And guess what? It saved my freaking life. Now, if I wasn't wearing that that helmet, I guaranteed would have been dead. It one in a, one million percent chance I would have been dead. What makes well, you when, think that? I'm just it, curious. When well, is it? First of all, the the, the uh, EMT, the, all the people that documented my whole thing, they actually took the helmet, you know, all of that stuff, and they they actually wrote it out. Like they found out that I was doing about fifty. And she was doing an 80 mile uh, per hour illegal left turn. So that's, they actually can figure out like all of these different situations with her. And with was your her. helmet cracked or damaged in any it, way? It completely damaged. Like you, yeah. you, it, you'll see that it's all the sides and the head of the very top almost isn't touched. It's mm -hmm. only the sides. And it's completely uh. fucking mangled. But well, let's, ask, let's ask ourselves, because Danny said he forgave himself, when is it time to stop with the what if? <laughs> um, again, as usual, I'm going to say depends on the situation. Um, sometimes in life, you're never going to stop the what if. So I, I, it really depends on uh, exactly what you're forgiving yourself for. Mike? I would say exactly what William just said. Now is the best time. Now, it's it's hard because it, now is never a good time. That's, that's the thing. Now is never a good time because we have to face our fears and or whatever. You know, you have to face that. It's easier to run away from and not deal with. Well, this is going to be a very interesting uh, topic right here. Steve says, what ifs are for women, in his opinion, men are supposed to be strong and sure of our decisions. Is that true? Danny yes. And Mike? Sorry. You go ahead, Danny. <clears throat> well, guys are little dicks and big egos usually say stuff like that, in my opinion. I would say... Yes, I he, he is kind of right on that. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a little different when you're making a decision about going out to dinner than when you know you got someone that's about to die. There's there's a, there's a definitely a 
big difference there in, in like the what ifs, you know, I'm not going, what if I took my girl to this? I'm not doing none of that. I ain't doing no beta male shit. You know, that's what, that's what he's kind of getting. You're missing the point though. What he's saying is, and I don't, you know, I think he's basically saying that men are supposed to be strong Never cry, never show their emotion, never talk about their feelings. No, but but he and you all should that move bullshit. righteously, and you should know with exact wh wherever you're stepping, it should be with purpose. He's right. Here's something you know? that I tell my friends that say this, and, and I've got a lot of bros that say the same thing that Steve says, and you and Steve, nothing personal what I say, but if you take it that way, as always, you know I don't care. <laughs> um, what I tell my brothers that have said this to me, especially the ones that have seen me in action in life, I tell them that just because I'm going to cry and mourn the loss of your life does not mean I won't blow your fucking head off. Damn straight. I can have tears rolling down my cheeks as I'm bashing your head in with my hands. Yep. So don't ever mistake... And this is not something that Steve did or anybody else, but don't ever mistake a man that's willing to show his feelings publicly for some soft as cake ass nigga. Miss Monkey. Yeah, you know what? We really need to have Miss Monkey on uh, the talk to us about this subject. because Who is Miss Monkey? I've never seen her on here before. That's professional monkey, old lady. Oh, uh, no, I was kind of wondering that, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Should I say yeah, something? You guys have <laughs> professional monkey. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. Me too. Uh, we need to teach our boys and men it's okay to be vulnerable with the right people. I agree 1,000%. Yes, ma'am. Society puts insane pressure on men, and there's a reason the suicide, suicide rate is so high among men. And how true is that? That, that is, is absolutely yeah. fact, Miss mm -hmm. Monkey. Yep. You are spot on with that. And I like how you wrote with the right people. And that's yes, exactly right. Yes. Because there's people in my life that'll tell you, dude, that guy is a heartless, emotionless asshole. And that's because they don't matter in my life. So I don't care to ever show my feelings towards them because I don't care for them. Right. The people that are in my circle, in my inner circle. I mean, yeah. I put this out here publicly on, on YouTube and BCAN and all that. It, it just shows you that I don't care what people think, but um, you're absolutely right. You, you got to teach that. It's it's a big thing. It really, truly is. And with that said, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know, because I know I got a lot of bikers in here, we got a lot of bikers, is especially if you're in clubs, I knew a lot of guys that were going through some very emotional stuff. Yeah. And because of this tough guy attitude, they basically broke down. Uh -huh. And because they had to live up to the stigma where they couldn't express themselves or they'd be considered weak. And that just isn't the case to me. You know, you know man, that's no. that's why I say the things I say, guys. And I know sometimes mm -hmm. it comes awkward. Sometimes it um, comes even off key, man. But that's why I do and say the things I, I say and do in, in my videos is because, you know, it, it, it's going to sound big-headed, but it, it's it's just true. There are some people that watch us on these all these different channels 
and they think that we're bigger than life. Okay. There are some people like that. And those people are the ones that truly learn the most off of our channels. And if you are a man and you watch a guy like me and you're like, you know, naturally you have in your mindset that one percenters are this way and this way only. And then all of a sudden you come across this dude that you happen to really enjoy watching. You like his content and you see that he's not scared to show his emotions, his feelings, to talk about it. I mean, these, these things don't make you soft. In fact, they make you stronger. Case in point is you got guys like Steve and many others who feel exactly like what Steve had said. And most men do feel that way. Now, who's really soft when I'm the one that's willing to stand up and say, hey, this is how I feel. And I don't care how you feel about it. Like, who's stronger in that situation, mm -hmm. right? So I that's why I do and, and say the things I say, man, because you know what? Yeah, I'm a former one percenter, and I'll always be a one percenter. Um, I ride a motorcycle. I hang out with some very dirty, grimy people. I hang out with very well-off people. I hang out with throngs of all types of people. Been around hitmen, been around all kinds of crazy stuff in my life. And I'm still being a, a dude that's talking about his feelings. You know what I'm saying? China so, down. Mean, China What's up, China? Make sure you get my cigarettes. I'll be up here after the show. <laughs> Final thoughts, Mike. Final thoughts. And I think uh, that I really want, if you can catch that comment from uh, Miss Monkey, Mike, that'd be a really good show right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That, that. that That's a great one. And we should be able to talk. I mean, that's... The, even though, like Steve, like I get what he what he was getting at. Yeah, I, mean, I show yeah. my emotions as a man online. You know what I mean? I show my shit. I show my vulnerabilities. I, you know, there's there's ways of doing it without appearing weak too. Right. You know what I mean? There's, Why do you have to put on a facade? It's not a facade, though. Right. That's really who, that's really who I am. Weak. No, yeah, because that's really who time. I am. But. Yeah, there's 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 ways that you can hold yourself and present yourself, you know, and no matter what facet, whether it be online or it, those are my decisions to do so, right? That's up here to do. So that's me being able to do that. That's not anybody else. First of all, I want to say, Miss Monkey, thank you for watching today. We appreciate yeah, that. Was, that was really cool, honestly. Definitely. She was awesome. And I like yeah, they're both. I, like uh, I caught their live. I believe it was a couple weeks ago or a week ago. They went live. I caught a little bit of it. Um, I was actually out on a bike, so I was just like sitting in a parking lot listening to them for a little bit. And uh, I mean, you know, come on, we all know that like there's awesome things they're going, they're doing over there. So um, yeah, big shout out to uh, Professional Monkey. There you go, and but, this monkey. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Final thoughts on if you had a terminal illness, would you want to end it your way? So, yeah, I would. Um, final thoughts on the whole thing. I think this is a great conversation that a lot of people aren't even willing to have, first of all. So I want to thank everyone on the panel for even talking about it. And for everyone here listening for all this stuff, this, this is amazing content, in my opinion, guys. This is stuff that people don't even talk about. So um, take this stuff in and and... Hopefully we bring some sort of value to you guys with this shit.
That's why I well, really I'm, and so that's why it's called Beacon Bikers. Uh, exploring you know, exploring anything they can. That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's better than having to listen to this one getting killed or that one getting killed right. or this protocol that. No, this is real issues that people are having mm -hmm. in their life, and well, that's why I enjoy this show so much. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I'm tired of listening to that crap, too. Oh, my thoughts is I would talk about my feelings to everyone. Feelers. My feelers. <laughs> I would tell everybody how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And that I just love everybody so much. Hit the like button. Hit the like button for that. All right, guys. Come on. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, it could be uncomfortable for guys to actually get away from that facade and open up to their loved ones because that's, of the thing. To me, it, you know, just be your fucking selves, mm -hmm. men or women. Be, you. be yourself. If you're feeling a certain type of way, freaking talk about it, man. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm so tired of this fucking facade that... Well, you know, you're a man, you gotta be strong and you gotta look, man. I am my lady's rock. Okay? If, and I am her protector. All right. That doesn't mean I can't talk about my feelings and whoop somebody ass for disrespecting at the same time. Like people need to get off their freaking ego trips, man. We're human beings. We have Feelings, yeah. And emotions, yeah. It's Any yeah. guy that tells you, "Nah, man, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't have feelings like that," you're full of shit. You're not being yourself. You're lying to yourself, and you probably don't sleep very good at night. You probably have a fucked up ass head, and that's why you're such an asshole because you're walking around with this male ego that I'm a man, I'm strong, beat my chest, I can't cry. Bitch, cry. You know you cry. <laughs> Shut up. So sick of you guys out here with that shit. Only one I know who uh, never did that stuff was the Iceman. If you ever listened to his... That's my idol, man. I love that guy. That's my idol. Solid. I hate to say it, but I freaking... Dude, I have watched every episode. I've read books on him. That dude was a freaking... He was a maniac, but he was awesome at the same time. I'm just saying. Crazy ass. Anyway, we'll see you guys uh, <laughs> next Monday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about uh, putting your past behind you, and we'll have the China Dow back on. We'll talk to everybody else later. Be good. Uh, enjoy your Memorial Day tomorrow. Make sure you remember what the hell it's for while you're eating that barbecue, man. Burn.